Welcome to the Rogues on the Road podcast, where we talk food, beverage, travel, and everything in between. Welcome to Rogues on the Road, and thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, we're here at uh, Two Alice's Coffee Shop in Beacon, New York. Uh, Newburgh, New York. We, we were on the other side of the river yesterday. Last night. Yeah, we're go. in Newburgh. I'm Rich. I'm Matt, and uh, we have actually three guests with us joining us tonight, uh, and a very special program uh, that they are going to talk about. I'm very excited to learn which about Which I'm very excited to learn about, but the, you are our first two students. So we've got Tariq, so welcome. Tariq is going to pick up the mic. Hello. How you feel? <laughs> he's a little nervous, but he's going to chill. How are, you, how are you feeling about the podcast? Um, I'm feeling a little nervous right now, but I feel like I'll get into it as You're, it goes on. You'll get yeah. into it. It's and cool, next to Tariq, we have Cindy. So welcome, sit, Cindy. Hi. Thank you for sharing. And uh, it sounds like you've got quite an extensive background already. And you're, what, a year, two years out of graduate? Yeah, so I graduated high school in June 2018. Okay. And um, I actually have an associate in computer networking. Oh, wow. Okay. So welcome. And joining us as well, we have Jackie or Jacqueline Hess. And you are, you'll explain your part in in, uh, global to local. So welcome. Thank you so much for having us. So what, what is this? I, I know it's a travel program. I know it's a travel program, but it's got a lot more substance than, than what you just see. So would one of you want to try and explain a little bit? First of all, what's it called? It's called Global to Local, correct? That is correct. Thank okay. You. So can you explain a little bit? I've never, I, I'm a student. And I would, I'm interested in getting involved in global, global to local. So global to local is more is a volunteer program where we go to different countries around. We go to different countries around the world and do volunteer work. Okay. So I'm from a previous trip where we went to, we went to Thailand. Oh, wow. While in Thailand, we worked with three different villages. In the first village, we built a road at a school. You built a what at a school? We built a road at a school. You built a road? Yes. we actually At a school? Yes. We we mixed the cement and everything. And how old were you? 17. A road builder was 17. Road builder in Thailand? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. So when we went to the second village, we actually donated, I think it was like 20-something cans to the elderly um, elderly there because they work in the rice fields their whole life. So their bags are more so like 90-degree angles, and their sticks can't really like don't really like, help them much when it comes in terms of walking. So the, the canes are actually adjustable to, like, to adjust to their height, make it easier for them to walk. That's awesome. And then at the third village, we had actually painted a mural at the school and taught some of the kids English. So <laughs> I actually have a funny experience in the school. Yeah, what? Yeah. So in the, in the last school we went to, me, my friend Christian, actually, he's in a group too. We had showed the kids how to make paper airplanes. Oh, cool. And after we made the kids paper airplanes... They decided to go and throw the paper airplanes at me and him and chase us around the room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How old were those kids? Same age? Kindergartners. Kindergartners. Oh, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. So are these annual projects and you go to different countries each year? Yeah, so every year a a new group is picked. So uh, juniors, 
few um, juniors going into their senior year. Okay. So I was actually, I, was, I went on the last group, so I'm a senior this year. Okay. But in our senior year, we have a chance to go again. So we have a chance to go again every year, as long as we went the first year. Right. But, and I'm actually looking forward to trying going this year. Where are you going this year? Mexico. Oh, wow. And what sort of work? Um, we're going to be working with people at the border, try, learning more about what they're doing, like how what border patrol goes through. Okay. With people trying to cross the border, we're going to learn about the people actually trying to cross the border and the agencies that are working with the people trying to cross the border. So okay. you're, you're going to see politics right on the front lines. Yes. That's, that's, pr- awesome. that's pretty bold. Yeah. And um, was Thailand your first trip? Yes, Thailand was my first trip. It was actually my first time going out the country. Oh, really? Wow. What was that experience like? It was a little nerve-wracking at first. Yeah. Because I've never been that far away from my parents. Yeah, yep. I think the furthest I've been without my parents is North Carolina. or No, Georgia. Okay. And that's 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 significantly different, but it's not it's not over the pond different. That's not a what twelve hour flight to Thailand plus. Yeah. How was the flight like? It was long. It was long. Yeah, I'm sure. And how long are typical trips? Um, we went for ten days. Ten days. And how long do you prepare for the trip? How would you prepare for the trip? How do you prepare? We got the money for the trip through fundraising the whole year. So we went through farm. We've done farmers volunteer farmers markets in Beacon where we sold merchandise that have got either teachers make or students make or or pre- from previous trips or do add to Alice's event. Mid to Alice's event, we do a flatjack fundraiser every year where we have buy, people buy raffle t- tickets for Applebee's. And we help serve the pancakes yeah, to everybody awesome. that comes. So you've got a, a lot of work. so you're doing all of your fundraising. Yes. All that's, the money comes through fundraising and donations. That's pretty amazing. And so when did this program get its start and how did it get its start? And why did it get its start? Right. So I guess four years ago, my colleague and good friend, uh, Christine, and I were speaking about, she spent some time abroad doing a Fulbright in Finland. Okay. And I had done some service learning when I was in college, actually in Thailand. I spent a semester there um, working with Hill Tribe kids. And both of us, we were just talking about how travel was such a formative experience in each of our lives and how we really wished that that experience was accessible to our students because right. we've both been teaching um, in the Newburgh School District for a number of years, and we actually got a grant to go to Ecuador and try to establish a partnership. So we went down there thinking we were going to take kids to volunteer on the Galapagos Islands. We had this great, great dream of <laughs> yeah, like pulling invasive species in the Galapagos. Yeah. Um, and that, we, we, that's a bucket list. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, a bucket list. that's definitely yeah. a bucket list. That, that's a fundraiser yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Very expensive. Yeah. But um, we made it to Galapagos. But while we were down there, we actually were introduced to this woman, Alicia, who um, Cindy can talk about as well. But Alicia bought an old mansion in a very underserved neighborhood in Quito, right outside of the tourist district. And she turned it into an after-school program for kids who basically would have been latchkey kids, kids whose parents worked as street vendors or maybe didn't have jobs. And um, Alicia was basically a community builder. She sat down with some of the leaders in the neighborhood and, and said to them, I'm making this to serve your kids, but I need your help because this can be sort of a, a sketchy area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reception that she got in that neighborhood has just been amazing, and she's been able to grow the program. So when we were there, uh, Christine and I met her, and it completely changed our ideas about what we wanted our students to do. We sort of fixated on the idea that we wanted them to meet community change makers, and it wasn't just about volunteering, but also about meeting people who were able to 
identify a need in a community and then do something to try to address that. So we set up a trip for the following year to um, Casa Victoria, which is the program that Alicia started. Cindy was part of that trip. And at that point, Casa Victoria was serving 60 students every day after school with homework help, a hot meal, um, values lessons, and basically just a safe place to go and play soccer and, and be with their peers. And we were actually really lucky in that our first year of our program was completely funded through an, a group called the Foundation for Learning and Youth Travel Education, which was started by Matt Kepneys, otherwise known as Nomadic Matt. Um, that's his philanthropic organization, which is really cool. Sounds so really cool. Our first year, yeah. we had this huge gift of not only does someone believe in our idea, but they'll help pay for that's us that. to achieve it. That's and huge. Since then, we've been fundraising. Right, right, right. Um, we've taken two subsequent trips and fundraised yeah. for those. And how many students go each time? It varies depending on our destination and our and, um, and our confidence about fundraising. Yeah, right. So um, the year that Cindy went, we were actually able to take 15 students, which wow. was amazing. Um, we brought 12 students on our trip to Cambodia, but two of them s- sort of like fundraised on their own and had their families helped them pay. They were returning travelers okay. from the year before. And we actually also have a returning traveler scholarship that we're really proud of. So a student who traveled with us the year before can apply to sort of step into a leadership role and get partial funding for a, a trip the following year. Oh, wow. So that's something. So it sounds like about. it's the program is kind of expanding a little bit going into different, um, you know, at, with each year going by, you can, you're adding on a little bit more, a little bit something else, a little bit something else, allowing the students to come back. And it sounds like it's a really experience. I would, I would have, that would have been the coolest thing to have in high school it is so much better now you may disagree with me but so much better than raising money to go to walt disney world absolutely would you agree <laughs> which one I, I agree i'd rather travel yeah. the world yeah than go to disney world and you got a taste you got a big taste of it yeah and uh so now you're going back this year or you're applying to go back this year i'm trying to go back this year okay um and cindy do you can you answer a little bit about what the application process is like like and and how you do it names out of a hat well the application process was when we had to actually write an essay okay there was like a questionnaire where like there were several questions we had to write within like 500 words words. like i remember one question was like um how would you become a leader or like um what kind of things would you do as a community when you return back? Okay. And that was your first, that was your first essay. And were you, what first got you excited to do something like this? Well, the only place I ever traveled to was Mexico. Okay. Um, so I only been to that country and here. Um, when I, when it was, when it was first talking about global to local and then how we were going to go to Ecuador, um, we talked about how we were going to be working with kids. Okay. And I really like working with children. Yeah, right. And so I was like, oh, this could be an opportunity for me to have experience with working with children. Right. And are you going on the trip this year? Back yeah. down to Mexico? I'm not sure. I'm going okay. to try. In, in a leadership role. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you've gone through it, you've graduated, and now, now you can kind of mentor other students that are, are thinking about doing it? Or... Um, well, I I made my own program here in Newburgh. Oh, cool. Please tell. Um, so basically, 
I was really inspired from Global to Local when we went to Ecuador. And so in Casa Victoria, we were um, basically helping kids. Um, we taught them computer programming. We um, fundraised to get iPads, um, robotics, dash and dots. And so we basically, we were always with the kids, um, helping them how to program. And I got really connected with the children there with their homework help. Um, so like I would always see when some kids would like um, play soccer, I would see a group of girls um, in the table. They were like, oh, doing their homework. And then they would look at me because I'm Spanish. So, like yeah. I would speak to them in Spanish. Like, yeah. oh, como estas? Like, ¿qué si en la escuela? Like, what did you do in school? And then they were talking about how they were studying for a test. And then I was like, oh, so what's your test on? And sometimes it would be in science, math. Um, and then they were trying to study, and then I saw a recent test they took out, but one of them, I remember, they failed. And so I was like, oh, how are you studying? Like, um, maybe I can help you. And so, like, I remember this one little girl, I created flashcards for her, and they were never introduced from flashcards. Uh -huh. They had never? They, ne they never they didn't know about it. And what, what, age, what age group? They're a mixed um, yeah. age group. Um, I was mostly working with kids who were, like, around six through like 10 okay like from that homework help um little group um but basically i was so inspired of helping little girls because it reminded me of me as i was little right, right, right. because i'm a first generation student and i was really struggling in elementary school um my sis i was um my parents came here in the u.s um before i was born when I was I was born here in the U.S., but um, they didn't know the language. So yeah, right. The only um, language I spoke at home was Spanish. So once I started school, I like I had to learn the, the language English. And then you became their translator. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And in turn, their teacher. Yeah. You're, you're being their teacher. Yeah. So basically, I I really struggled a lot in elementary school. I had to take ESL. I had to take speech. And like it kind of reminded me through the process when I was helping the kids. Like, oh, I used to be that kid yeah, right. who always struggled. Right. And so. But you persevered. Yeah. So I was like, I, I really like, I have the love for helping children. Yeah, good. And so from the Global to Local experience of like helping those certain kids and like who were struggling in school and their their parents don't really help them as well for homework. Right. Maybe they didn't, they didn't even go to school. Right. They probably don't understand the homework that's being given. Yeah, they right. They I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, and so I was thinking like, oh, I want to help kids like this all the time, not only in Ecuador, but in other yeah. places. So I currently work at the Newark Armory Unity Center. And basically, um, I first started working there as a computer science facilitator. Um, but then I would notice on my 30 minute break, the kids would go, to, they will bring their homework all the time. Um, but I will see that they would need help. And so like when my 30 minutes were like there, instead of eating, I would just like, oh, do you guys need help? Like, I'll help you right there. That's um, awesome. So I will help the kids. Um, but it was only 30 minutes. Right. So it's like, I couldn't really do enough. It wasn't enough time. Right. And then I had to go back to the teaching. Right. And so I was thinking back of like Ecuador and how like the kids were struggling and like there was a program. I was like, oh, maybe I should create my own program. Awesome. And so, I asked my manager, like, is it okay, like, if I can make my own program? It's called Homework Help Slash Shooting Program. And so I decided to um, create, create, like, an actual classroom to do it. 
And so I decided to make it the same days as computer science program. This way I can help the same students from the computer science, so right. maybe, and their siblings. So I started as small because it was just me and I had a few volunteers. Okay. So um, my program basically is one-on-one. -on -one. So I will help the kids with either math, science, social studies, any subject, basically. Um, it's for pre-K to 12th grade right. so far. Um, I, I help kids um, with Spanish as well or English because yeah, yeah. currently here in Newburgh, um, depending on which school the kids go to, they either learn Spanish or they're still working on their English language. Oh. And so... I basically help kids with their Spanish homework or with their math homework right. and English homework. How, how do they find you? <laughs> um, so since I first started with the computer science program, I always like tell the students, hey, like, before you go to class or after class, come to my program, like bring your homework, come to me. And they, they knew who I was because I was their teacher and I always helped them before. <laughs> And this is at the this is at a facility here in Newburgh. Yeah, it's called the Newburgh Armory Unity Center. Okay, it's the old big. Um, if you're listening, Newburgh is a another pretty big city on you know, in the Hudson Valley, right on the Hudson mm -hmm. River, and has a huge armory. And they redid the armory into a community center. Community center. That's Where great. is that? Down by the water? No. No, it's up Broadway. Uh, up Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three twenty one South William Street. Okay, and the armory in Newburgh. Yeah, that's so, cool. So, so have you through so through your own program, through Global to Local, you've kind of started your own business, own business, your own school program, your own mentoring spot for yeah. kids. It's awesome. Yeah, and so I'm slowly I'm increasing my students. Um, I would always encourage their siblings to come or. Oh, if you have any cousins, tell them to come. Yeah. Um, How many students, roughly, do you have coming to you? Well, students, I would have about 15. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, not every student needs, a, like, a lot of time. Like, right. my program is three hours, but sometimes a child will come for, like, 10 minutes. Or okay. another child will come for half an hour. Right. But then there's some um, kids that would have to have the three hours, and it would I'll help them with their homework right. and, or, like, tutor them. Right. Yeah. And do they pay for this service? Um, no. Like it's so I, at first it was volunteering, right. but now they do pay. But okay. I started as volunteer. Yeah, as a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to be. You have to build your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and how many total? Have you, you have a whole bunch of students now following you, or? Um, the maximum students I had in a day was around twenty students. Wow, that's. A significant as a former teacher yeah. doing one-on-one -on -one with individual needs is extremely difficult yeah, yeah and that's what I want to do when I grow like you are you're, you're getting grown up yeah <laughs> you're doing it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and that's what I'm studying for. is to be a teacher or get in or education or yeah so I'm currently studying at Mount St. Mary College congratulations um, thank you my major is information technology I'm also getting a dual certification for um, child, childhood education and exceptional learners. Oh, brilliant. Wow. So that combines everything you're doing right now. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Congratulations. That's great. And the, the global to local program sounds like that was My a motivation. Absolutely. Motivation, inspiring, yeah. um, and just shows how much depth a program like that has. 
and how it affects people. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to come back to you. Tariq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? So, you're you're a senior this year. Yes. Okay. And you've done the program. Yes. You're applying to do it again. Yeah, as a correct. Okay. And do you have, how has the program affected you in uh, post-graduation? So as you get ready to get through the year and graduate, how, how has a program like this affected you and what your, what your future is going to? So I've gotten better with working with kids because I have two little siblings. That could be a blessing and a real <laughs> pain yeah. in the butt. <laughs> I have a 10-year-old sister and a 2-year-old sister. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And a lot of times, I'll cast my 10-year-old sister off. Like, she needs help for homework. I'll tell her, leave me alone. Yeah? You smell funny. <laughs> send it to send them. <laughs> because for me, growing up, because she's, she's, in te- she's in fifth grade right now, so she's doing common core math and okay. stuff like that. But when I was her age, I wasn't doing common core math. So I, that's why I'd always just cast her to the side. Like, I don't know what you're doing. All right, all right. <laughs> I would do the same. So, or for my two-year-old, I just, I babysit her a lot. So, it's just, I'm used to working with little kids like that. Yep. But working with the kids in actual Thailand showed me, like, some kids actually, like, actually helped me like, be closer with my actual, like, 10-year-old sister. Because her and I don't necessarily have the best relationships. Because we grew up in two different ways in two different places. Mm-hmm. But I found out we're more similar, more similar. Than I actually thought we were experiencing something you did, yeah, like you did in Thailand. What was it like flying into Thailand? For, uh, so, a few questions. How do you pick number one? How do you pick the trips and producing the trips? And that's all. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But when you fly in, what is it like to go into a town? And what are the what's the town like? What does it look like? Is it is it third world country? Is it um, city? City? Is it? Is it? Uh, what? What is it like? It depends on the area you are. So, like, if you go in like more like, if you go in like the actual city, it looks like it looks like an actual city. It doesn't look like New York City, right. but it looks like a, like it's different, like a more metropolitan type of area, like a city. But if you go in like towards the outskirts, it looks more so third world. Okay, like the further out you go, but. I actually enjoyed the van ride, so I got to see... Yeah, diversity. I got to see, like, the different things going on. Yeah, cool. So I got to see, like, the city, how, like, changing from the city, like, the city more towards the outskirts. Mm-hmm. I got to see people actually working yeah, right. outside, on the, like, on the, doing actual work on the fields and stuff. And I've just riding around in different places I've been in the United States, in places I've lived, I've never, se- I've never seen anything like that. And... Uh- Growing up and seeing TV and seeing movies and things like that, how much different was that than than actually being there for for real? Oh, is that it's a lot? It's a lot different. It's a lot different. I watch like older. I watch older movies. Mm-hmm. It took place in like the nineties around like New York City and like Los Angeles. So you get to see like the actual city, what the actual city looks like, and the outskirts of the city. It's like it's like a whole different just type of area, right. different countries, different worlds. What language do they speak in Thailand? It, de- it depends where you are. Yeah, so Thai, Thai people speak Thai, but um, we were in 
as Tariq was saying, three different hill tribe villages, and each of those villages has their own language. Language. Wow. So we learned. That was a challenge. We learned bits and pieces in yeah. every village Enough we, to get we visited. Which, which has got to be fun. I, for me, it's a lot of fun. I yeah. love trying to learn languages. Yeah. But um, those students were really super good natured about just trying it, and no one, no one seemed to feel right. self conscious. We all sort of accepted that we knew we found uh, sounded silly, but we were trying our best to communicate through Google gestures Translate. and smiles and, and Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, right. Could, yeah. And what was your um, what was the food like? Oh yeah, food was amazing. I'm sure. It was. Food was amazing. Some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah, I'm sure. Anything, anything strange or all good? It was all good. I love the sticky rice there. Sticky that was probably rice. my favorite food. Okay. And you, you tried some interesting things. Did you? Oh, we love interesting. I things. just didn't like the spicy stuff. You, did, you didn't eat. You didn't have the chicken feet. You didn't eat the crickets. Oh, crickets. oh the crickets. The crickets actually taste good. Yeah. Well, I they, go. So I actually joke around with my mom and stuff at home. Cause like. Whenever we see a cricket around, I'm like, I go to my mom, like, I'll bring it, like, she's like, she'd be like, kill it. I'm like, I'll bring it inside and cook it, and I'll eat it. And she's like, you're nasty. <laughs> Get out of my kitchen. So, you, so you've, you've, you've grown a palate for, for crickets. Yeah. And Thailand apparently uh, produces an enormous amount of uh, insect protein for the world. Right. And exports quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. When I was at the night market there, I saw a stand where you actually had a choice where you can eat a scorpion. And I was kind of terrified of scorpions <laughs> just because yep. I've seen the show like a thousand ways to die. And I saw someone <laughs> die from getting stung by a scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to avoid the scorpions. But I actually thought about trying it. But I, I just took with the dumplings. You're like, no, I'm going to pass on the scorpions today. I'm going to go for the dumplings. Is the Thai food in Thailand anything like the Thai food in America? I've never had Thai food in America before. Oh, you got to get back to me on that. Because <laughs> English food in, in America tastes nothing like English food in England. I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, you went, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the similarity between American Thai and... and I, don't, I don't think it's so dissimilar. Um, okay. The food, everything we ate there was just so, so fresh. fresh. So fresh. All the produce yeah. was really fresh. Um, the spices were, you know, I think the food was generally a tiny bit spicier than it is here, but... Thing, you know, thing, yeah, right. things like, depending where you are, yeah. I mean, there are some decent Thai places around here. I've definitely been in the middle of the United States in, like, Iowa. And, and find, eating like... Thai food that's basically spaghetti with ketchup on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not so dissimilar from what you get in Beacon or New Paltz. Beacon, well, yeah. Yeah. Beacon. So, l- let's talk logistics. Planning a trip like this for students... 20 of them. 20 of them. I used to take... used to take... How many students... 70 students to Israel for two weeks. The logistics and the production behind that, just the medical issues of students is, so how do you, how does that all, how do you plan the trips? Does it start out with just a get together of like, where should we go to make a difference? Um, So my two colleagues in this program, I I talked a little bit about my friend Christine, but also uh, the principal of our program, Kevin Rothman. He is the principal of NFA P-TECH, Newburgh Free Academy P-TECH, which is the program that we're all part of. And we usually make that decision before the students apply about where we're going, sort of based on a combination of factors, looking at where seems safe in the world, Mm. um, what kind of experience we're hoping to plan for students, where we have connections, because honestly, the thing that makes this doable for us is is the the partnerships. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So like that partnership with the woman in Ecuador, like we had met her and we knew what we were going to see. We knew what we wanted our students to learn. And she also 
helped us plan the logistics of the trip on the ground. So helped us book our transportation, oh, helped yeah. us do the, because we did some site, we always do some sightseeing because of course we want our students to also yeah, right. experience, experience the country oh, they're in. Yeah. yeah, so um, we usually, our partners will help us with that. So, and it's sort of, I mean, selfishly a little bit, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of a conversation about where are we interested in going right Absolutely. now? Because it's a lot, it's a lot of work that goes into yeah. this. So, um, for example, when we went to Cambodia, it had always been a dream of mine to share that place with, with people. Cause I'd right. been there when I was in college and it, it really, it changed my life. Right. It was super perspective making and eye opening for me. So the opportunity to take young people and I, I've, have worked with my students for over three years by the time we get on a plane to a foreign country. So obviously we know each other pretty well as right. people. It's, it goes a little bit deeper than your normal teacher student relationship, right, just right. because we have so much, so many years of knowing each other. Um, so to be able to share that experience with students who I care about was just such a cool opportunity. Yeah. And where do you guys stay usually hotels? Uh, it varies. So it, sometimes we stay, uh, mom Alicia hosted us in Ecuador um, we'll stay in guest houses. We'll do sort of homestays-ish. They're a little bit nicer than just a homestay. Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah, I mean, we t- we stayed in some some jungle tree houses in That's Thailand and cool. some some huts oh. by a river in a national park. Uh, it it really varies depending cool. on where we are. Yeah. So you mix it up with work and play. Yes, absolutely. And we love to tell the students that they're going to have to take bucket showers. But that hasn't actually happened yet. I, I yes. personally I personally can't fit in a bucket. <laughs> but but that sounds exciting. Speaking of showers. Oh gosh. When I was in Thailand, yeah. I was showering outside. Okay. We're in the cabin, like by the water and stuff. Yeah. So there was one day we lost power for, I think for like it was a couple of days. Oh wow. And so we couldn't use any of the outlets or any of that. So we had to rely on like portable packs to charge our phones. And if we had to use use the bathroom or something at night or want to go outside use the bathroom or shower we had to bring our own use our own flashlights just to shower oh and it was there was eight of us boys in one room oh dear uh, oh, and dear. it was the jungle and it was the jungle. Yeah, we it's warm. the jungle yeah a little warm so we probably emptied out we emptied out two cans of bug spray the first night Ugh. <laughs> what are the bugs like at night oh, in the jungle point. in thailand it, horrible it, it reminds me of like indiana you Jones. don't mean how do they taste right <laughs> Oh. We, I think, yeah. yeah. No, they taste. General. They apparently they taste good. Yeah. I had about twenty bites on my ankles. I'm sure. Any any issues with with parasites? Um, the only person who's gotten sick was one of the adults. Uh, Christine got really sick in Cambodia, and we thought it might have been E. coli. She was like out for a couple of days, yeah. but yeah. I'm knocking on wood. Um, generally, I mean, we're so the three of us adults are are pretty well traveled, and we try to just really explain a lot about these are the things you, you, you I don't do care don't how do. easy it is you don't brush your teeth with tap water, water you just don't um so we've we've been really lucky so far uh, actually a teacher got food poisoning in ecuador too but luckily it seems to only be it's always a teacher it. and it's just it. the three adults that go with the kids it depends it depends so where we are how, how many students are going okay yeah but we're sort of the core the right. core three and if you have any chaperones we might be free. Yeah. You're not the first person to say I'm that. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. That could actually be an interesting way to um, uh, uh, look for donations is, is you know, having somebody pay to come along to experience a trip like that and yeah. just have a lot more depth than just booking a trip. Right. You know. That's what my parents did for years. My parents um, went to Mexico City 
uh, for a month at a time, and they had to pay for the experience. And my mother uh, worked in orphanages in Mexico City. My father built houses in slums. What an experience. Did he work with Habitat? He worked with... Yeah, it was Habitat. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good on you. I'd love to do some of that. Yeah. Um, So you've had three travel... You've had three years of successful programs, so you've had approximately 60, would you call them graduates? Uh, It's probably more like 45. 45. Yeah. And this year you're going to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what... Why you, why, cho- yeah. why you chose that, and, and do politics play a part in that? Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the simple, quick reason is that after two years of traveling to Southeast Asia, uh, we needed a little bit of a break. We definitely slept, what, what Tariq didn't mention, is we slept on the floor in Shanghai in the airport for about five hours, which was not planned. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's rough. It took us yeah. about 42 hours door-to-door <laughs> from here to Chiang Mai, which is where our, our destination was. Do you want to add something? Yeah. Yeah, I actually enjoyed sleeping. I didn't sleep. I enjoyed sleeping on the floor. It was a new, it was a new experience. That's the spirit right there. Wow, <laughs> man, you are. Between sleeping on floors and sleeping in chairs. It's, it's yeah. good people watching, too, at the airport. Cindy, were you on that one as well? No, I wasn't. Okay. Do you have any, any, uh, any travel experiences that were less than pleasant? Well, I don't really remember. I only went when I when I went to Mexico. I was around four, and then I went again when I was like okay nine. So I don't remember. Right. Okay. And what about your trip to Ecuador? Um. Well, I was kind of scared in the airplane. Yeah. Well, not really at the airport, but the airplane was the one that was like. Yeah, you and me both. I hate flying. Yeah, it's because. The tremolence. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> like, we, had, we had bad turbulence on that one. Yeah. The plane like dropped. dropped. Like a, a, one of the guys serving the drinks actually fell. It was like a... Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, this can't be. We're, being <laughs> on a fly- we're, we're on a flight like that. Oh, that God. That is the worst. I was terrified. Yeah. I, I was like praying. <laughs> it was like, hopefully we get there. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've she been listens. traveling my whole life and I'm terrified of flying and it doesn't get any easier, but I still do it because my love of travel, like I, I have to do it. I have to do it. So you'll still fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, yeah, again, with Mexico, how did mm. that... How did that come to be? So we were looking for places that were in this hemisphere, and we actually, a couple years ago, came across a group called PeaceWorks Travel, and they're a third-party tour operator. But they're, they're, So there's EF tours, which a lot of teachers use to take students on trips abroad, um, but PeaceWorks Travel is much more aligned with our mission. They only do trips that are service learning and volunteer-based, and we had actually spoken with them last year about their Mexico trip when we were still kind of tossing ideas around and we really liked the idea back then. We were actually hoping to go to Uganda in the last couple of years, but um, the Ebola outbreak has has oh, sort really? of put, pushed that off. Yeah, right. and we I'm, didn't really, I'm not a big fan of Ebola. Yeah, no, you can't yeah. take other people's children yeah. to yeah. a place where there's Ebola. Where, where you bleed out <laughs> of every orifice in your body. It's, yeah, not, no. it's not pretty. No, it's not good. Um, not this year. But, you know, we're really excited about the idea. As soon as we reconnected with the people at PeaceWorks and heard what the trip was about, especially hearing that we'll get to meet with border guards and then also meet with the nonprofits that are trying to help families that are separated, like really. So so as an English teacher, we talk a lot about 
how important it is when you're writing about an issue or researching an issue to genuinely engage with multiple sides and not just look for the sides that confirm what you already believe. Right. So this really is sort of putting that into action and giving us an opportunity to look at an issue that's happening now in our country that impacts, it impacts our students, it impacts our families, it impacts our city. Um, and I just, I'm really excited to, to learn alongside them about what what's really happening because everything we see is Beyond the filtered, media. right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, completely. Exactly. Yeah. So Comple- it, it was like an easy easy win for absolutely. us. Especially and, now. Yeah. And yeah, like you were saying, just cross cur- curricular, it's there's so much that you can gain by experiencing something like that. Where so are you gonna be on the actual border? Yes, we'll be in um, San Diego and Tijuana, and we'll be spending some time on both sides. So, like, learning about how those two cities really had such a close relationship yeah. for so many years before things became the way they are now. Um, and we'll actually get to physically see both sides of the border, see... Uh, they, they showed us some pictures of, like, what it looks like on each side, just to e- even the difference between, sure. from what I saw, between the Mexican side yeah. of the border versus the yeah. U.S. side of the right. border and, like, the level of militarization... Um, it's pretty crazy. So, and the other good thing is that PeaceWorks, they are happy to have us build our own curriculum in advance of the trip, but they also offer us curriculum. But more importantly, they plan the logistics. So that really that, that, frees us up yeah, to like work yeah. with our students, do yeah. some fundraising, learn about where we're going. Um, because as a full-time teacher, there are only so many extra things that we can, yeah. that I can do in a day. Yeah. And that's a 10-day trip? They're all 10-day trips? That's actually, this one is going to be about a week, which okay. is fine, because yeah, yeah. it's only going to take us five hours to fly right, to San right. Diego, awesome. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, when do you start planning the, when do you get together to start planning the trips? Pretty much the minute we, we get, get off, off the plane. The plane. Really? Uh, I mean, wow. I'm not going to lie, we start talking about it while we're right. on the right. trip, because our, our minds are always moving into, how can we improve on what we did this year? What are some things we did this year that are smart? You know, we're, we're slowly getting smarter about doing this. Um, because we're teachers, but we're also event planners and right, travel agents, right. and, and you know, there's just so many levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it never stops, really. Right. But yep. it's really exciting to be standing in the airport in Thailand, being Absolutely. like, "Well, next year when we get to the airport, let's make sure we do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just learning from, from write, write it down exactly. Forget it, and then lose the paper yeah, and absolutely. try to hope yeah, yeah. you remember what it was. Yeah. Any future destinations for other trips in mind? Uh, we're definitely still hoping to go to Uganda. We had a partnership all set up there with a group called Red Earth Education that's working to um, make sure that students in rural, very rural areas, and it's a western Uganda out towards the border of um, Congo, uh-huh. uh, have access to, to good, good schools. Mm-hmm. So Christine and I spent some time there last summer working with head teachers and were super impacted by the experience. Um, So that's that's sort of on the docket for whenever we can get there. Safety in that area, is that still? Um, I mean, I have to say I felt 100% safe when I was there. We spent spent a month there. We were in a a village with one paved road um, and almost no tourists, and I, I never felt... I mean, I would say maybe physically, like the roads are really bad. <laughs> All right. That you can, reco- that never, you can recover from. I never, right, felt, I never right. felt unsafe, but I mean, you guys are travelers. You know how it is. Yeah. A place right. always sounds so much scarier yeah, until you're there. Yep. Um, and to show students a, a place that has such a crazy rep. You know, people had questions about Cambodia, but it's one of the most beautiful places with yep. the most beautiful people. Yep. And to show that to them that you can't always believe what you hear. Yep. I mean, if the State Department puts up a warning, right. we probably won't go. But other than that, um, you know, we just use our yeah. judgment. And we're really fortunate that the families of our students 
know us and trust us and know that we've been to these right. places and we're making right. you know educated decisions right. and that we want to keep their students safe yeah and it sounds like it's it's as we were saying before it's a successful program that has long-lasting impacts on you guys students, right? students probably something that you're going to remember for the rest <laughs> of your life and how it's impacted you and that's a really really and probably forms your future to some extent that's a really powerful tool. It really is. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> That's well. It seems like it's happening. Yeah. So well done. And now you're into the third year. You're the first year. Yes. So you were the first year. Wow. So and it still impacts you on what you do. Yeah, very much. That is. That's that got to awesome. be. That's great data for you. <laughs> it is, and Cindy's actually going to be speaking on. Tuesday at uh, Mount St. Mary's Education Conference in, in front of like a couple hundred educators from around the Hudson Valley about oh, wow. the importance of youth activism. And we're so excited to be able to give her a platform to share what she's doing because the fact is that I think a lot of times as adults we forget how passionate young people are. Yep. And, and especially adults who aren't in education sort of disconnect from the fact that teenagers want the world to be better and they're not afraid to fight for it. And Cindy's like a prime example of someone who found her source of empowerment and is taking it and, and making a difference in her community. So so this is good practice for you for next week. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You'll be great. So, yeah, basically every time when I tell someone about what I do or what I did in the past, they would think I would be in my, in my 20s. Like, yeah, right. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, no, I'm not 20. Like, so it was like, oh, you're 25. I was like, no. <laughs> like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 18. <laughs> or That's I'm 16, awesome. 17, like depending on the year. Right, right, right. But you've gained so much life experience at this point so far. It opens up your mind yeah. to see what's possible out there. Yeah, very much. And, and if a lot more students were able to experience what you experienced and what both of you guys experienced, um, I think a lot of youth, their, their outlook on their future would be very different. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. We, we wish genuinely that we could take more students with us every year and we always have conversations about how to strategize to get more kids on the trip because you know, international travel is something that we wish everybody had access to right. just because of how it, it shapes your perspective. Did you guys uh, get any grants at all? That first year um, we had oh, that grant, right. um, and we, which was a big one, um, but we also uh, receive support that's almost like mini grants. Um, so like Rotary and Kiwanis of Newburgh always supports us. Um, we don't have any grants right now, but uh, I, I'm actually really glad you asked this because I would be totally remiss not to mention um, the Mid-Hudson Valley Federal Credit Union has been one of our sponsors oh, and wow. they're absolutely am amazing. That's awesome. Um, they help fund our events so that the money that comes in in the events goes expressly to fundraising and they've also made donations to our program. Um, we have some sponsors, like there's a gentleman out of the city who runs a, an organization called Might. His name's Javier Valdez, and he pro bono books our plane tickets so that we get a good group rate. You know, we've just sort of met people along yeah, the way yeah, who are yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's super cool what you're doing. Yeah, right. We're going to offer our support. That's brilliant. Um, so no no grants recently. It's actually pretty hard to find grants for grant, high school kids travel. High right. school kids to travel. grant writing is a nightmare. So I actually really like it, but I'm an English teacher, oh, so yeah. we get our best ideas when we're grant writing. There you go. Yeah. So, so fundraising, uh, you're doing on a year-round basis. Uh, we stop in the summer. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You need, yeah, time you out. need, you need a time Take out. Take a couple months off of fundraising yep. and and uh, hit the ground running after that. Brilliant. 
Wow. Wow. And um, if if people want to donate, it, do they go on to Global to Local? How do they f- find out information? So we have a blog, which is globaltolocal.net, and it has links to content that our students have produced over the years. It has a couple of short films that have been made while we were traveling. There is a donate button as oh, well. Cool. Um, so if anyone is interested in supporting us, they can, they can do that or use that blog to reach out to us, and we're happy to answer any questions. It's also a nice a, a donation like this. You, it's not being filtered through a whole bunch of non-essential right. th- items. Right. It's literally going towards the trip. The trip. Student volunteer work yeah. here yeah. At, at home and abroad is what we tell people. Yeah. We actually did have a, one couple who funded a whole trip, actually. Wow. They, were, they had just discovered travel, and they were so right. excited about how it was opening their eyes that they wanted to give that opportunity yeah. to a high school student. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't that so cool? Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's got so much depth. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing yeah this is uh it sounds like an amazing program we will uh try and support you as much as we possibly can absolutely and uh um enjoy mexico yeah i'm looking forward to seeing coming back and seeing what you guys are doing another five years from now yeah brilliant probably some great things so thank you thank you Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for hosting us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, and uh, be sure to uh, check out uh, glo- Global to Local, not Local to Global, globaltolocal.net. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.